Is it recording? Does it look like it's recording? It looks like it's recording. Is there a light on? Uh, yes, there is a light on. Let's assume we're recording, and if we didn't record and we learned we didn't record, we'll just <laughs> meet again tomorrow and record the whole episode over again. Exactly. Surely <laughs> our opinions won't change in 24 hours. I, You know, opinions are like assholes. I eat them for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Only for breakfast? You seemed like a BLD kind of girl. brain i went oh my god we're doing so good i, I almost <laughs> turned to you made room tone to be like oh my god we're doing this so well <laughs> oh my god oh my god we don't even need the three hours of farting <laughs> yeah we're never getting out of here um <laughs> it'll be tomorrow morning and we'll still have been recording and we're gonna just get dump all of it on pope's yeah, test be like here you go it's like- your problem now <laughs> We did the heavy lifting. <laughs> He's like, this is 12 hours and you didn't get to the episode. <laughs> You'll surely be able to cut around it. Yeah. Just cut out all the tangents. You gave me oops all tangents. <laughs> oops all tangents again. We did not get to the episode once. Pope's not that into it. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm- the singing is back because we're back in the same room. <laughs> and the unhingedness is going to be palatable because we have no podcast out this week. So the inmates are officially running the asylum. <gasps> All right. Hi, and welcome back to This Toxic Fandom. Say hi, Toxic fans. Hi. I guess introduce yourself, Toxic Fan. Hi, I'm David Gorin. Um, I'm back in L.A., but your dad calls me... The missing podcast member. And I'm Jolie. I'm uh, your professional hobbit and substitute podcast dad. And I will turn this car around if we get any more bits. I guess this car is being turned around. We're just going to be doing U-turns the entire show. Seriously. We're doing, we're doing donuts in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Anyway, one of uh, Pope's friends, who um, Pope is not here and neither is his friend, but I guess we're still going to do this, said we needed a snappy intro to introduce our show. So, David, if you will. So, okay, you're probably going, is this like an Oxima commercial or what? But seriously, we actually have a way normal podcast for a sh- podcast about toxic fandom. Yeah, we're just going to like ramble for between four and 85 hours and then we're gonna slim it down to a cool 100 minutes send it straight to your ear holes it'll be a lot of fun gorge so today we're dealing with all stars eight episode nine i didn't write down the name of this episode i think it's called the l word is it also episode nine or is it episode 10 um i think it's episode nine and i think it's the l word the l word um to quote scott pilgrim lesbian In this case, very much so. Um, And before we get into everyone's favorite game, I'm going to just jump into what Alexis wrote on the mirror, which is, you're my sisters always, XOXO, Miss Manpig 23. And before they get into my favorite game, they have a fun moment of being like, wow, Jimbo, you really cleaned up this competition. But unch. 
Um, I also liked that Jimbo, like, spritzed um, candy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. And then it was like, everyone's favorite game. Can, Can Jessica, Jessica open a box? No. No. Actually, no, she did pretty good. No, she, like, I've realized watching this, I'm like, oh, this box is just hard to open with nails. Yeah. And. That's what I said last week. But, like, but like, I had the moment of going, the producers could have just fixed this box by now. <laughs> It wouldn't have been hard. The box doesn't need to stay closed for any reason. They aren't going to look in it. They're on camera the entire time they're in that room. They can't look in the box. Yeah, but I also think that they're enjoying the the game of can they open the box. Yeah, I know. I'm into it. But I was just like... And then they're like... And then Candy's like, Alexis voted for herself. But no, Candy was basically like... Did me and Alexis have an alliance? No. Maybe. One of us thought we did. In fairness, I saw Alexis gallivanting the workroom, being like, me and Candy are in an alliance, and then telling... Alexis literally turned to Jessica while Candy was talking to Jimbo, and was like, I have this alliance with Candy. So, bye, bitch. (gasps) Unless you'd like to also have an alliance with me. Like, truly wild. Jessica, wild. (laughs) Sorry, Joe's dying over here, and I'm going to soon be the only person on this podcast, and it'll just be me rambling until infinity. It's just going to be the Jimbo Stan hour? You know, it's funny because as much as I am a Jimbo Stan, I am someone who's extreme. I try to pride myself on the fact that I am pretty objective. And yet you loved the titty butt. I didn't love the titty butt. I just thought it was funny. Someone roll back the tape. Pope, roll the tape. Roll the No, go ahead. I mean, I- Pope here from the future. I'm not doing that. Could I, I? I could be wrong, but if memory serves, I feel like I feel like you I remember- defended the titty butt like it was the funniest thing. Well, of all time. someone had to on this podcast. Other, wait, listen. If it's, it's you know, if we if we're being proper toxic fans, we all have opinions and we have to fight about them. exactly. And I've been sending David death threats since this whole podcast started. I know, and I'm not even a competitor on Drag Race. Because you'll never be glamour. Anyway. Uh, Listen, I am glamour. I am grace. I just look like a pig in a wig. I understand why you're a Jimbo stand now. Exactly. <laughs> listen, listen. If you can't be beautiful, make them laugh. And that is your, you know, your, um, your takeaway for this week. And if you can't make them laugh and you can't be beautiful. Have a tight hole. That's always been my mantra. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next day they're in the workroom and they're all like, we're going to get to do a finale. Yep. And then RuPaul comes in and is like, you JK. get to do a mini challenge. Exactly. Oh, also one thing that we should note is while I was going off on how wonderful Jimbo is, um, Jimbo does question her alliance with, uh, with candy. candy. Yeah. I also, but I also think that there's a weird level, especially having seen the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Candy could not have come into the finale with both of those alliances. Yeah. Like she functionally would have had to betray someone in this episode, mm-hmm. no matter what. Oh, absolutely. Because she was like, and that is the drama. But I also think that is why she, 
was like, I cannot try to take Alexis to the finale. Yeah. I think she was like, Jimbo is my alliance and I need to stay true to that. It's not even that. I also think that there is something to be said about, I mean, we will get to it at the end, but like, you know, it's kind of the, um, oh my God, I'm totally, the Anitra of it all in that in last season, Anitra picked Jax over Spice because she was like, if I take out Spice, it's just easy. Let me at least have some competition. Well, yeah, but I also think that there's a level of like, well, I'm I'm talking about the Alexis a candy uh, candy voting for Alexis instead oh. of Jessica of it all. Yeah, of I think that can, candy was just truly like if I vote for Jessica and Jessica goes home, then I am now stuck between two alliances. Yes, and that I- is going to be a much worse place to be mm-hmm. than going into the, this final episode with a very clear idea of what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I think, and I think she was aware that like, if there was a final episode, because I think, I think they were actually aware that they were doing another competitive episode. Yeah. Um, I think she was very aware that she was just like, if we're going into another episode, like, I think she just was like, I'm not going in with two alliances. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah. But then, but uh, I also think that there is something to be said about picking competition over picking easy. Sure. But I think, but I also don't think that, look, contrary to Alexis Michelle's grinder uh, profile, it's not like she's not, com- it's not like she's just easy. She's also competition. <laughs> but no, I think that, uh, I think they, they did it based on track record and judges critiques. Yes. And I think that everyone is kind of playing a fair game and eliminating Alexis. Yeah. Um, but the next day in the workroom, they're all chatting and then... It turns out we have our first mini challenge of the season. And it's still not a reading challenge. Well, you know, reading is what? Something they forgot to do on this season. <laughs> Jessica Wilde is channeling her best fine apple couture. Yes. Well, we didn't say what the mini challenge was. The mini challenge. I'm not entirely sure what the mini challenge the was. The mini challenge was that you had to create your own Jean-Paul Gaultier um, fragrance ad. And that it had to be its own original fragrance. So basically, if you don't know, Jean-Paul Gaultier has um, a fragrance called Le Male. And it's basically a male torso. And then there was also, I think, female, which was a female torso. And the bottles are always, like, kind of decorated in a fun way. I feel like, you know, there was one that had, like, stripes on it. There was another one that had, like, a necklace that was a razor blade. And this was them creating their own bodice to then also be the bottle bodice. I literally had no idea what was going on. I just went, perfume. I went, Gautier. I'd call my perfume somebody that I used to nose. I thought you were going to say you call your perfume Dracar Noir. I don't know what that means. (sighs) I know what Noir means. I liked my Gautier joke. It was good. I just forgot Gautier existed. <laughs> so did everyone. Mostly Kimbra. So they basically had to come up with a type. They basically had to create a corset that would be in their image that would also sell their perfume. Yes. I thought it was wild that um, for Jimbo, they took a bunch of like really nice pictures of Jimbo and then picked the worst one. Yeah. It really made no sense. But the um, fragrances were... Donde esta? Fine apple couture. It was, no, it was, Jessica was forbidden fruit, which was like, as you said, a fine apple couture. Which is wild, because that's not what the, it's not a pineapple. The Bible's a mistranslation. 
It was a pineapple. <laughs> it was, and they don't even grow on trees. She just picked it up off the ground. Seriously, um, Candy was my muse. Candy was kind of serving Aja in yeah. the Warhol mini challenge. Yes, it was a cute look. And then um, Jimbo was Lady Nightshade, which is it go- was it was good. I mean, I think all of them were fine. All of them were fine. It was just kind of funny because like it reminded me of the All Stars Two mini challenge, where I think they also did it on All Stars Three. Maybe where like they did their own branding thing, and then they were like, "Whoever wins, we're gonna sell it at DragCon." That was the maxi challenge in All Stars Two. Oh my god! <laughs> How did they both forget this was a maxi challenge on season five? You know that mini challenge that where mini they did challenge. commercials. <laughs> Full commercials. I still want tea with Tati. I am genuinely shocked that they aren't selling these at DragCon. I know. I was like, I wrote in my notes. I was like, sold at DragCon? Question mark. Yeah, it's like how, um, like they tend to whenever they do a challenge like that, they then will present those things at DragCon. But these were just corsets because they didn't make the bottle. It reminded me of the cake challenge mm-hmm. in season three mm-hmm. where uh, they just also were holding cake. <laughs> they were, Some people the cakes hold- weren't related to their outfits that they had to make in the workroom. They just also had to decorate a cake and hold it. Joe, it's because some people hold cake and other people hold court. And Shangela held corn. Anyway. Ah! Shangela was what? Shucked. She's independently owned and operated. Uh, <laughs> she is because she is what? Sickening. I was just happy with this mini challenge for one reason. Asan was back. I was about to say, your boyfriend was back. I was like, he's my favorite. Uh, he's Their boyfriend's so back. Then we announced that the maxi challenge this week is making over lesbians. Yep. Um, which I did enjoy that Rue was like, hey, lesbians always get shunted to the background, yeah. and uh, they're a crucial part of us having rights. Which very, is very true. Very true. There yeah. is a reason why L is the first letter in LGBTQIA+. Absolutely. The other thing that I will say that I thought was extremely brave was that they did show, like, during a lot of Pride stuff, um, they showed people with, like, top surgery scars. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, really cool and very brave. They They just, they were very... It very much felt like they were trying to do so. They also talked about lesbians being at the front of like the AIDS crisis, which, which they is were a huge thing that isn't talked about. Absolutely, because we, we tend to when looking at the AIDS crisis, I think focus on all of the gay men who died and not all the lesbians who who like were, who got were nurses together, but like yeah. who were the nurses who took care of those men and mm-hmm. who were the ones who were well, so they were fighting to save those men. Absolutely. And also it's, I mean, it's every time I see John Waters live, John Waters is always like, gay men have to be better to lesbians because they helped us out when we needed them. Yeah. And so I really, I really liked this, uh, this maxi challenge. I appreciated that they didn't just, cause, uh, so, uh, Pope was like, it was kind of a repeat of the season, the original makeover, which was um, making over lesbians. I actually do have the text right here if you want me to just read it. No. Okay, fine. If Pope, if you want to read your own text, insert it right now. And now, a dramatic reading of Stephen's text message. <laughs> My note for tomorrow, colon. They literally took like 16 different episodes 
and Frankensteined them together. Also, all shows are better with butch lesbians on them. Bring on the drag kings so we can have more of this energy. I am high on marijuana edibles. Have a good time recording. XOXO, Stephen. This has been a dramatic reading of Stephen's text message. Have a good night. Cool. <laughs> I would have given it more space, but that's just me. You know, moving on. Oh, can give it as much space as he wants. He edits this. I know. <laughs> he's gonna have. He's gonna. He's gonna be sad. He missed us. He's going to. I feel like we're gonna get a text that's going to be like, "Is this like?" It's either going to be like, "This episode is great. It's hysterical. I'm on the floor laughing," or, "I hate you both. I never want to see you again. You're menaces to society." I mean, it's, I'm definitely going to get called a menace, but he does that every time I see him. Amen. Okay. Anyway, uh, we have uh, we have the three women yes. come in. Um, I believe all three of them, well, uh, well, two of them identify as butch. I th- we didn't get a conversation about pronouns, so I do believe they are all they're all they are she her. I'm pretty lesbians. sure they're all she her lesbians, which like, and that's that, I think that was the point of the challenge yes. is that they were all she her lesbians. Because like you also can have they them and he him exactly. Lesbians. I will um, say this, but I believe all three of these women were she. They were lesbians. all she her because I know that at one point one of them did have a female sign tattooed on her arm. Um, one of them said she identified as as a, a butch. As, she had no, that one tattoo. Them, that one of them said butch. The other one said she identifies as femme. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amanda, Amanda Fay, Amanda Fay, yes. femme. Um, and then we have uh, Lisa and Angie. Yeah, or is uh, it Angie? I think it's Angie. Oh, I thought it was Angie. I think it's Angie. Okay. It's Amanda and Angie. I will say this: two things about Angie was so hot. What? Angie was so agreed. Hot. Agreed. Um, I will say two quick things. <laughs> things that um i found very funny one i loved rupaul's outfit i hated the shoes the shoes were awful so you had the same notes that they had about jessica's makeover correct um and the second was was it just me or for someone who was like i was like oh you're doing really really well and like talking about why lesbians are very very important to the lgbtq movement and then the minute he was actually talking to them rupaul was like the most awkward human being on the face of the earth. I feel like RuPaul can get pretty in his head when talking to non-contestants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we see it in every makeover challenge where yeah. if he doesn't have an idea of what he can actually talk to someone about and he doesn't make an immediate connection, Ru can get really awkward really fast. Yeah. And I do th- think all three of these women were a little uncomfortable being there. Agreed. Um, and like had to come out of their shells and hadn't yet by the time that Ru did the walkthrough. Yeah. So I think it was just a little bit of that. Um, but I, uh, I really, they, they picked... They picked lipsticks out of the box. So, yes, out of a fuzzy pink box. Uh, this was uh, really traumatizing for Jimbo because the last time someone pulled a lipstick of his, he went home. Yeah. Um, but they all... Um, so. But luckily that was out of a titty and not out of a fuzzy pink box. Yeah. The two genders. Exactly. Titty and fuzzy pink box. Um, so, oh, speaking of things in boxes, I do want to... Um, I do want to issue an apology for something I said last week. Um, we, I said that uh, I wish that there was more under Jimbo's cum ghost costume. And um, when they actually opened it up, they saw there were. Jimbo's balls were also out. Yes. 
I love that when Jimbo unzipped and Jessica was like, I see your balls. No, no, he was like, my balls might be out. And she opened up, they are. And then closed it. She's like, go away. But no. Uh, I guess you could say that there were some, uh, there were some, there were some meatballs with that salami. Oh, it's baloney. Baloney. I, I would just say that Jimbo takes the concept of uh, the show untucked very seriously. Yes. But no, uh, so they're all, they get paired up with their girls. Jessica gets paired up with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Candy gets paired up with Angie, the hot one. Mm-hmm. Lisa's also hot. Um, And then Jimbo gets paired with the, the femme one, Am- Amanda Faye. Amanda, yes. Um, And they all go off to their separate corners to start discussing concepts. Yep. Um, Jessica and Lisa seem to hit it off immediately. They really seem to kind of get each other's vibes. Yes, Lisa's very shy. But Lisa's also very game. Yes. Lisa's basically like, I'm going to do what you need me to do to win. Yes. Um, But she's very introverted about it. I had a moment early in the episode where I was like, Lisa could be... Makeovers tend to live and die off of the person you're making over. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment of being like, Lisa could be the one who like bursts out. Yeah. Um, just seeing how immediately she was like, I'm willing to be as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Amanda and Jimbo are pulling out clown couture. Yes. And Amanda's like, can we not? Well, also it was funny. It was that one like, um, Jimbo pulled out that white wig and put it on Amanda. I was like, are they trying to do Danny DeVito in... Always sunny. Like it it was one of those things where Did I you think know what that, I'm talking about? No. Oh my god, hold on. When you see this, you'll just be like, oh, that is exactly what that is. Um I'll also put it up. I promise I'll put it up on um on on the Insta. Did ever every David's like, I'm gonna start doing a list of the of references of, of posts. I'm like, that's a great idea. And then I don't do it. Um, and because I'm now committing this to the podcast, hopefully it'll happen. I know. I know. I'm the worst. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a parent who says I'm going to do something and then doesn't do it. Oh, yeah. That. That's exactly what that wig was. It's, very, it's a very Sia wig. Exactly. Um, yeah. It was one of those things. I think that Jimbo probably wanted to lean into the clown idea because in Jimbo's initial makeover, mm-hmm. he did go really Jimbo high Jimbo and Bimbo. Yeah, Jimbo and Bimbo, they went very high femme, and they got the note that, like, this doesn't feel like Jimbo. Yeah. And I feel like Jimbo has taken that as a challenge and has, in every episode of Drag Race since, been like, I'm going to be as titty-forward as possible. Yes. Um, As a spite of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. I mean, it's also just a branding thing, and I feel like Jimbo's brand at this point, like, it's funny because the House of Jimbo logo is the Mickey Mouse ears look. Yeah. Because that was the entrance look, but I feel like at this point... um. It's tits. It's tits. Yeah. yeah. No, Jimbo is branded tits. Yeah. Um, so, but like also brands clown. So I think yeah. he was like, he also has not done a lot of clown this season. Yes. Like I will say that like a thing that I have found a little disappointing with Jimbo is that we've seen a lot fewer high concept, non-traditional drag looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by far the best look he's had all season has been that net look. Yeah. Which was just stunning. But other than that, it's been a lot of, like, a breastplate look. And then the snow look last week. The snow look last week was fabulous. Um, There was another look that I really liked uh, that was not necessarily just a titty look. But But, I can't remember what it was. But, like, it's just been a very tits tits up season for Jimbo. He was really inspired by Maisel having its series finale. Yep. um, A few weeks before the season aired. Which he definitely knew about was going to happen. Exactly. Um, So he really wanted to go tits up. Yep. And Amanda's like, nah, tits up. Let's tits some up. 
I think Amanda was like, I'm a high femme person. I love the color pink. I want to be femme. I want to be sexy. I want to be pretty. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's just, it's it's funny though, because you were kind of making it sound like maybe that there was like a producing element to it, but I genuinely think it was random. No. Oh, I I, I don't think, here's the thing. I, so we talked about this earlier um, upstairs. I think that in general, Jimbo maybe got the easiest contestant. And I don't think it was necessarily produced into getting the easiest contestant. I just think that like Amanda being the one who has worn heels before and is a little bit more comfortable with her femininity just makes her an easier, like she will, she is less likely to have a moment where she actually messes up. Yeah. And so I think she just feels like kind of the easier of the contestants. Well, I feel like the easier of the contestants for everyone actually, but Jimbo, because I think that the difference between Jimbo and a lot of the other Queens is that Jimbo isn't afraid to look ugly on stage or look weird on stage. Like, if you gave Kahana her, like, Kahana would be in Seventh Heaven because Kahana would be like, great, I'm just going to doll you up and we're going to be the two most beautiful girls on stage. I think that Jimbo would have done better with someone who was like, I'm game for whatever. Yeah, or, I, I mean, I think that Jimbo like, would have done better with Lisa. With Lisa or even um, Angie. because I, I think that Angie would not have flourished with anyone other than Candy. And we'll get into it. Agree. Um, like, and I just think that I think I think that Angie would have been um, would have been game to do something a little bit more high concept than yeah. high femme. Yeah. Um, and then we get into Angie and Candy where um, Candy's like, look, I brought two makeover outfits. They look mm-hmm. fantastic. We're going to wear them. And yeah. Angie goes, OK. And they immediately and get they to work. look fantastic. They, I, they were my favorite outfit. She, they looked so good. They looked I so love good. They they put that red wig on Angie, and I went, mm-hmm. she's going to win this. The second I saw that wig, I was like, oh, we're giving the good hair to the makeover contestant? Nice. Shea yeah. Coulee, eat your heart out. Yeah. Um, I will say I was a little surprised that... Um, I was a little surprised that they didn't both go blonde. I appreciated that they didn't do... The Rebecca Glasscock, Jessica Wilde, we're wearing the same wig of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we do the walkthrough with Rue, and Rue is the most uncomfortable person ever. Yes. Um, I really liked his conversation with Angie about her masculinity. Yes. And how handsome she is, and how she likes to be perceived as handsome. Mm-hmm. I always love the conversation around um, lesbians discussing finding their womanhood in their masculinity. Yes. I think that there's something very interesting to that, especially when it doesn't come from a transphobic place, which if you like, there's a, there's an, it was really nice to hear Angie talk about these things that sometimes get turned into turf talking points yeah. in a way that was just coming from this very genuine experience, but also this place of like, High understanding, and yeah. Angie seems like such a lovely person. Well, in a same, same, but different, the thing that I thought was very kind of cool, and that I've just noticed is that I feel like in the lesbian community, there is sort of like a, you know, like an openness and a, like a welcoming of a butch woman versus yeah. in the gay community where I feel like it's either, you know, like you're, you're super gym dude or you're like a super Nelly person. Well, I think that I think that women are allowed to have a lot more expression of gender in Absolutely. general, and men feel so trapped in a box. Mm-hmm. And the idea of what is and isn't attractive is so specific. Absolutely, with men, both straight men talking about women mm-hmm. and 
themselves Mm -hmm. and gay men talking about each other Mm -hmm. that it can become this very like gender can be very much a trap for men in a way that it doesn't have to be for women Mm -hmm. um and it was also but it was so nice to actually hear these butch lesbians talking about how gender can also be a trap for them absolutely it was really nice to remember that like as queer people we all have a lot of really similar experiences and we just don't talk about them in the same places oh absolutely. so we can forget about these things it's similar to the conversation they had later around um i'm gonna call it the diesler because i don't mm-hmm. feel like saying it um i really like the conversation being like are do you think that it's okay for gay men to say this word and lesbians to say faggot and i really love that because i think that in general we as we as a society think of faggot overall as a much worse word mm-hmm. than the Diesler because we prioritize the feelings of men, even queer men, over the feelings of women. Absolutely. And it feels also just like, you know, we're often told like, you know, like, oh, don't call something gay or don't whatever. But like whenever someone says when something you- is... <laughs> <laughs> Not don't say gay. I mean, when like, you, it'd be like it'd be like saying, "Ooh, that's so girl wearing a skirt is a top." When you call something gay, do you know what you say? Thanks, Hillary Duff. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm also just being very self conscious because I feel like I'm fucking up the sound, but that's okay. <laughs> it's already. Don't worry, it's probably not recording. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be so fun to re-record this tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be awesome. I love how, but we're not going to even know. Yes, we will. You're going to have to take the uh, the SD card. Is it home? You're going to have to take the SD card and put it in your computer and check so you can send it to him. You think I know how to do that? You're the, you have to send the, I was literally going to drive this, the, the SD card to him. He did, by the way. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so good. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, I guess it'll be a nice trip to the valley. Like, maybe I'll get a coffee. <laughs> There's coffee in the valley. Uh, <laughs> I, we will... Ask Austin. Make sure he can help you. <laughs> just, just, just make sure you can check to make sure that we recorded before oh, you Lord. do that. <laughs> it would be so funny to show up at Pope's house with a blank SD card holding an iced coffee. <laughs> just so you know, I'm a very nice person. I would, I would bring Pope one as well. A coffee with whole milk, cause Pope is a monster. <laughs> And a straight meon. At least he doesn't drink coffee with half an hour. That was a latte. <laughs> that was two shots of espresso and a cup of half and half. Do you know the best part is that person listens to the podcast and they will feel both attacked and validated. Taking a very long sip of my coffee with fucking coffee mate in it, you bastards. Love you both. They'll they'll feel shouted out. They will feel shouted out. And shouted down. We love you. And we're doing both. Um, Okay, so they also learn that on top of a sickening makeover, they have to prepare a lip sync to a mega mix of RuPaul songs. Groundbreaking. So they have to also choreograph the number. And I do appreciate... So 
they're talking about walking in heels. Yes. And uh, choreo. And Jessica finds heels that Lisa's having problems with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimbo and Amanda have the exact same dancing ability. Yep. Which is to say... Not great. Wiggling. Yep. Um, and then Candy... Um, Angie specifically says, we found shoes I can walk in. Yes. And that was a moment where I was like, as this episode builds, I was like, Angie and Candy are absolutely winning this. Yeah. Because Candy is doing everything right for this makeover. Agreed. Um, we get on stage and the way that she like, the way, and they have to coach them into walking Mm -hmm. and like, Candy should just have drag kids because she's very good at like. No walk like this. Yeah. She made... She's good at taking at giving direction. Yeah. And then she... Like, I felt like when we eventually get to the lip syncs, mm-hmm. it feels like Candy choreographed a full yes. number so that they would there would be no points where Angie would be lost. Yes. Whereas Jimbo and Jessica felt like they had loose ideas of what a number could be. Yeah. Um, which I just thought really helped. And then next day in the workroom... Uh, they're back. They're back. They're talking about their trauma... Um, oh, there is a point when Jimbo just goes, so what's your trauma to yes. Amanda? And I was like, good. Yeah. Jim- Jimbo's playing the part of RuPaul. Yeah. Um, she's like, call me mother. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was, well, we kind of already touched on that about the D-slur yeah. and. And faggot. Yes. And, and all that. We all, they also, Angie oh, mentions right. that she's been right. rehearsing all night. Yes. Is it, I think there's a point when Candy goes. This is your only time ever being on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. You want to look good, right? Yes. And I was like, what a great, what a genuinely great thing to say. Yes. I completely agree. What I was going to say was one thing that I didn't finish the thought on um, was that it's very interesting to me because, like, we have been very protective of not saying faggot or not saying something is so gay. However,. I feel like it has been in so many vernacular where you see someone wearing like a specific outfit and you're like, that is very blanky. Yeah. In the same way that there are a lot of very common terms that get said a lot that are other slurs. Yeah. um, About clothing. I feel like the way we talk about butch lesbians tends to revolve around that slur in the way that like, Oh my god, if everyone talked about feminine gay guys calling them faggots, I'd have a conniption. It'd be yeah. like watching Will and Grace again. Yeah. Um, Although I'm not going to lie, I really do love the term hoochie. Oh, hoochie's not a slur. I know, but it's such a good term. Every, everyone, <laughs> when you see a butch lesbian from now on, you want to compliment their outfit. Just be like, you look hoochie. Hoochie. You look so hoochie. <laughs> She's hoochie. Wait, David is presenting on the couch for anyone wondering. Um, give me one margarita. <laughs> also, oh, that's a that's a normal song. The, give me one margarita, margarita I'ma open my legs. Give me two margaritas, I'ma give it some head. Give me three margaritas, I'ma put it in my puss. Give me four margaritas, I'ma put it in my tush. Give me five margaritas, I mean five margaritas. I don't know. Wait, is that song about pegging? I don't know. Because I think Probably at the end not. she says, I'm going to put it in your tush. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I just know the track. Um, <laughs> but no. Also, um, the, the, in case you're ever wondering. Wait. wait just quickly because this is funny. Um, when I saw Will and Kayla, I was like, do you know this song? And they were like, yes, David. We're on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. David. 
Anytime you bring up a... You still think Talk Valentina Ally is funny because you learned about it two years after the rest of us. You're not wrong. I really am the geriatric millennial. Um, But also, if anyone's ever watching an episode of Drag Race, a makeover episode, mm-hmm. and you want to know who's going to win, there are two clear answers. What are they, Joe? If some... The first person who turns around and everyone goes, <gasps> probably the winner. Mm-hmm. The second one, if they're named Cookie. Oh. This is our second cookie and our second winner. Who's cookie? Who was the first cookie? Miss Cookie. Miss Cracker, uh, when she uh, when she made over that guy who used to date Grace Helbig. Yes. Miss Cookie. Yes. I don't remember what his name is. He used to do music on YouTube. Yeah. I only know him as Grace Helbig's ex-boyfriend. Yes. Um Cookie. Yeah, Miss Cookie. Because then Grace Helbig tried to recreate the look and I think called herself. She was like, I'm a real sad cookie. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Also, I love that she was like, she's like, what about Cookie? And, she's, and Candy was like, yes, Cookie with a K. And I was like, perfect. Because even when I was writing down, oh, she wants the name Cookie, I was already spelling it K-O-O-K-I-E. Yeah, I was immediately like, perfect. Yeah. Literally, the second, they just felt so on the same page. Like, um... Whereas Amanda didn't have a name until she was in makeup. Yeah. Also, they turned Amanda around and I was like, if they were being shady, this would have gotten that rosé moment. Yeah. Um, I, um, but she was like, well, we talked about Sissy and I love the name Sissy. Yeah. Because it's definitely sticking it to Scarlet Bobo. Um, and what's her name? Who's the girl on uh, Canada One who Scarlet and her would call each other Sissy? Lemon? No. How dare you? That's, that's Lem Yanka, and you will put respect on that name. No, uh, it was Scarlet Bobo, and um, she was, uh, they were non-binary, two-spirit. Oh, oh, They did oh that really God. cool monochromatic look. They did a lot of monochromatic looks, but they had that gorgeous dog one. Um, Girlfriend lip sync. I don't remember her name. I just... Don't want to talk about her for very specific reasons. Um, anyway, it was sticking. Yeah. Calling calling her sissy was definitely sticking it to Scarlet Bobo. Looks her a no no, dressed like a clown, and it showed in the promo. Yep. Uh, I liked Scarlet Bobo. I, I liked her a lot. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, also, um, one of my favorite, my probably my favorite movie of twenty twenty three so far. The main character is named Sissy. Sissy St. Clair, give me pity. Rent it. It's amazing. I don't know what this is, but okay. I have to show you Give Me Pity. You will love it. I also... There's something really interesting to both Sissy Delicious and Kitty Wild, as they're Mm -hmm. just names that in no way relate back to the... Like, Kitty Wild at least is the same last name. Yeah. Sissy Delicious is from a different family than Jimbo. I mean, the issue is the fact that you already have Jimbo and Bimbo, so unless you did, like, Kimbo... Or like Rimbo, but I and and because they didn't, she didn't want to lean into a clown aesthetic, yeah. And that's kind of where Jimbo comes from, yeah. Like I get it, but it was just one of those things where I was like, I was like, unfortunately, Jimbo just doesn't have a last. It's name. House of Jimbo, yeah. Like Jimbo doesn't have a last name to be like the drag queen, exactly. Or, oh, but also like, it would have been really like also because one thing that Amanda was talking about was how awkward she felt with like big girl clothing. Yeah. And like, so she wasn't going to be Jumbo. Oh God, that would have been awful. 
I know. Oh, God, that would have been so bad. Jimbo and uh, Jumbo? Oy vey. She could have been Limbo. Limbo. That would have been good. Um, But no, so we're now at the runway, and we never talk about RuPaul's outfit, and this time I really don't care to. I liked it. I, I liked it. Was very it. pretty. I just don't have anything yeah. to say about it. And we have Zoe Deschanel for some reason. I love Zo- So actually I have a funny story that has to do with Dragon Zoe Deschanel. I'm just saying if you were gonna get her for a makeover episode about sisterhood, you should have also gotten Emily Deschanel. Agreed. First on the runway, we have Jessica and Kitty Wilde. Yes. And so earlier in the episode, Candy talks about how they left her out of the matching shirts game. Mm-hmm. And it was actually foreshadowing because both Jessica and Jimbo did their makeovers in black outfits with yeah, white accents. Exactly. And that's what, what their shirts were. Indeed. So I... I liked this look a lot. I like it a lot. I think that there's something very cool about it. I like that um, Jessica had more had like cleavage where mm-hmm. um, Kitty had peplums. Yeah. I thought there was there was enough differences in details. The one thing I'd say, and then they, uh, the one thing I'd say is I hate that they were wearing the exact same wig, styled mm-hmm. the exact same way. Oh, I didn't mind that. Like, I don't mind a, a, a twinning moment. I, I think that I, I would like it if they were wearing the same wig, styled differently. Okay, that's kind of my favorite. Um, that's like a Cookie Cracker did that, where yeah. they were both wearing kind of the same blonde hair, but styled in just slightly different right. off ways. This was a little too same-same. It was a little a too Jessica Wild, and yeah. it just felt a little too... I didn't love the wig, so I didn't mm-hmm. like seeing it twice. I will also say that, like, one thing that I did notice was that they they got dinged for the shoes because mm-hmm. she was wearing, like, a small boot, and then, um, like, a kind of a more casual... Uh, Kitty was wearing a more casual boot, and uh, Jessica was wearing, like, a high boot that was yeah. patent. I do agree that maybe they both should have been patent um, or they should have done something to make it a little bit more uniform. But Jessica I, but should have just switched me. her yeah. show. Like what happened? Cause we saw what happened at the last second. Jessica was like, let's see if you can walk in these yeah. and pulled a different shoe. Yeah. And she should have just made her sh- own shoe worse so that their shoes yeah. matched. Agreed. Um, and like, that's probably what should have actually happened. Agreed. But I think they look really nice. Uh, I think that, Jessica did a very good job of stamping her face mm-hmm. onto Kitty. Yeah. Um, and I thought they both just looked very pretty. Agreed. I liked, um, I kind of wish something was happening on the bottom for Kitty just because mm-hmm. it is just leg. But she also has great legs. Yeah. Um, I thought she was a well, little. I like the little like suspender thing. I will say I think she just looked very uncomfortable. Fair. Like I thought there was a chance that she was going to really break out when she was mm-hmm. in drag. And I just don't think that she had the time to yeah. do so. I have a question. If you were asked, and also Pope, if you want to um, chime, chime in and also remind me when we talk to Kayla to ask this of, of her. I'll try to remember. Um, if you were asked to do a makeover challenge to get made over by a random queen, would you do it? Hell yes. Oh my God. In, in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Same. I would... If I, truly any opportunity to be put on, put on Drag Race, I'd love. But I also do, I love being put in drag by other people. I just am bad at makeup. But Same. I make a beautiful woman. I, um, I don't think I've ever been put into drag. I, uh, I put I, myself into drag, but I've never had anyone put me into drag. Uh, when I dated the makeup artist, mm. um, he put me in drag. Nice. And yeah, it, it, uh, pu- I, truly seeing the difference between putting myself in drag and him putting me in drag, I was like, oh, I could be beautiful. I just don't know how. And you know, you know, you know. 
You could be beautiful. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Like other girls. Ha! <laughs> um, next up we have Jimbo and... Sissy delicious. delicious. And I think you can tell how much they liked this makeover based on how little they are shown on screen at the same time in this edit. Yeah. I, yeah okay. So it's funny because I said I was going to talk about this. And I'm yeah. So I, I want to be clear upstairs. I was kind of, I was talking about how I think Jimbo did poorly enough that had they wanted Jimbo to go home, they could have destroyed him in this. Yes. And I, I'll go into a lot of the things I really hated about this, but I'm going to let you talk first. Okay. Um, should I toxic fan space? Do we want a toxic fan space Let's this? Toxic fan space this. Okay. David J. I'm going to assume Jonathan Gorin. Julian. No. <laughs> Actually, I was supposed I to be I said what I said, David Jonathan Gorin. Okay, fine. It's time to enter... The toxic fan space. In the toxic fan space, you'll have 30 seconds uninterrupted to say whatever you want about the queen. We also said we put Kayla in the toxic fan space and we didn't, so we gotta do that. Oh, I already had plans for that. Excellent. Anyway, three, two, one, begin! So, I thought that the outfit was okay, it wasn't great. It was a good, not a great. And I also will say that I genuinely think that Jimbo kinda got fucked over. Because this was someone who said, I don't wanna do your aesthetic, I wanna look pretty. And Jimbo was like, okay, we can do this other side of my aesthetic, which is that, you know, I will, I can make someone look sexy and, you know, slutty. And the sexy slutty thing worked, but it wasn't a Jimbo look. I really think that Jimbo should have pushed for clown, or that she should have been like, you know what, I will get myself out of my comfort zone and I will go for clown. But that's why Jimbo fucked up. All right. How do you feel? Good. All right. Would you uh, Would you like me to get into that toxic yes, fan space? Because we'll then I feel like we'll just over. Ex exactly. I was gonna say I feel like we can get through this Jimbo look pretty quickly because it really does not merit so much. I don't know how much I can get. I, I might need a little more than thirty seconds. I hate this look. Um, there's a lot of okay. We'll get. Uh, you can talk fast. Just inner channel your inner Gilmore girl. I'll. Have I ever told you that um, talking as fast as I can not only is a perfect memoir for uh, name for Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham, but also how I describe myself every time I'm at work and it's busy. I'm like, I'm just literally saying all the same things at three times the speed. <laughs> well, channel that for this. Anyways, Jolie, you are now entering the toxic fan space in three Two, one, go! Okay, so I hate this look. One, I think that Jimbo just needed to look at the face of the person he was painting and realize that painting the exact same face he paints on himself onto her was not going to flatter her face. I think that it, her cheeks are so red and the red is so big, it looks like she got seconds. punched twice. But also, let's talk about this dress. It is square in the front and then awkwardly just like a different shape in the back. It looks unflattering. It's ugly. The dresses don't look similar. The wigs are different colors. This is the exact same makeover that like Monet Exchange went home for in Stop. season 10. I gave you three extra seconds. Thank you. You're welcome. I need them. But like the biggest thing I'd say about this is that there have definitely been people who got who have done very similar makeovers to this mm -hmm. where it's like kind of similar dresses that don't necessarily exist yeah. in the same family. Like they're both black dresses with white accents, but that's about where they yeah. end. They're wearing similar wigs. Yeah. Where the note they get is you don't look related. You look like you are friends who are going out together. Yeah. And I think they look more like they're friends going out together. Well, the other thing that I will say is that I feel like it's it's kind of funny because it's what we were saying where it's like she was sissy delicious. She wasn't 
you know, yeah. something else. Yeah, she in else. no way felt like she was House of Jimbo. But I also feel like House of Jimbo is very much like a House of One. I just would, I just, I do wish she had wanted to do the clown aesthetic because mm-hmm. I want to know what Jimbo would have done. Agreed. I'm very curious because I, mean, I just found this to be Well, I will say that the one fine. thing that really I found interesting is that when she was showing the clown aesthetic, it was the Mickey Mouse look. And I was just like, are you seriously just redoing another look when you just redid a look last week? She did, she redid two looks last week. Oh, right, because I said that it looked like the look that she got sent home in. Well, no, she also redid Joan. Oh, yeah, three looks. Last week was really Jimbo's very special redemption episode. Exactly. Joan, 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 Joan. Jonity Joan. Hey, Joan. Um, But no, and then finally, we have Candy and Cookie Muse. Oh my God, they look, this look great. I love, love, love this look. And it's funny because at first I was like, oh, she didn't do the same makeup. But then I realized after when you were like, no, 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 she did makeup that suited her. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes. I she didn't looks think about that. stunning. She still looks like she was painted by Candy. Yeah. But she also looks like Naysha Lopez. Agreed. Like, like. She's beautiful. She looks beautiful. She's stunning. She's feeling herself. Yes. She also came alive yes. on that stage. When she did the Lady Gaga nose thing, yes. just casually, the fact that they had choreo, yes. that's something, if you're going to do Drag Race, I think that's something to think about, is on the makeover episode, choreograph what you're doing on stage together. I will say that a part of me also sometimes wonders if, like, sometimes when people get to certain episodes, they were like, I just didn't think I was going to get this far. Or I just didn't think that this was going to be coming at this point. So they just, like, didn't think about it. I, like, like the thing that I thought was kind of cool about Candy was Candy was like, I'm bringing a dress that will fit literally anyone. It's mod, so you can literally... She could have been 10 pounds, and that dress would have just been a different style exactly. of mod on her. Exactly. Um, I actually thought she was, like, very perfectly fitted into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Even and when they, Mich- they did... It's funny, because they were like, oh, it could have fit better. And I'm like, okay, fine. She could have cinched it, but it looked yeah, fine. Yeah, it could have fit better, but I think it would have looked worse. Yeah. Like, I I love the way that it actually... It, it hugged her breasts without... And then, like, kind of belled off of yeah. her in a way that I thought was really flattering. She looked itty-bitty. Yeah. That wig combined with um this dress, she was... The slimmest mm-hmm. little, like, delicate flower. It fully feminized everything about her mm-hmm. in ways that were just, like, genius mm-hmm. and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She looked so good. Yeah. It just, every, every single thing. I was so, I was just so happy when she walked out. And then, yeah. like, them, I love that Candy walked in front of her. Like, I love that Candy wasn't just being like, oh, she's my crazy sister, which a lot yeah. of the queens do. It was like... No, we are competitive. Yeah, it was a good look. And I also loved Candy's eye makeup. Oh, yeah, I love I love, yeah, she, she was doing the Twiggy. Yeah, I loved it. It was um, so good. And then I also just want to say, I love that Candy gave her the good wig. Yeah. Like, it's not like Candy had a matching wig in blonde. She had two big hairs. Candy would have looked incredible in this wig that she gave to her. Mm-hmm. And she went, here. I also mean this in the best possible way. The whole look red hairspray on Broadway. Yeah. And I loved that. Oh, yeah. It felt... Because to know me is to also know that I do love the musical hairspray. Same. Um, the stage I, version, I, not I the also, movie. I, which is wild because the movie is good except for John Travolta. 
Um, I, me and David I, saw Hairspray together. Remember that time we sang on the podcast? No, we, I think we, I don't think any part of that made it into pod. Maybe it didn't. But anyways, um, we, we did saw it with Nina West. Insta. It was amazing. Love me some Nina West. But yeah, Come so. Come back for All Stars, Nina. You don't need to, but I want to see you again. But like, another thing I was thinking was, uh, when Jimbo and Bimbo did their looks. Yeah. Um, which I'm just going to remind David of what they look oh, like Oh, I now. remember, Yeah. They looked a lot, I think, better. Yeah. Like, I think this was a more thought-out aesthetic. I think there is a chance that Candy went, we could be doing a makeover this season, and that Jimbo thought, there's not that much of a chance we're doing makeovers. It's so possible. I'll have something. Yeah. I think that, or I think maybe Jimbo just had one makeover look, and unfortunately it's the one that his person didn't want to do. Exactly. So he had to find two black dresses that he yeah. had. Yeah. Um. That probably, like, were... One of them was probably a runway look, and then the other there, one was yeah, probably a... They might have um, just both been lip sync outfits. Exactly. Um, or, like, just, like, mini challenge outfits, yeah. and we didn't have a lot of mini yeah. challenges. Like, it's one of those things where it's just... Or, like, challenge outfits. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just one of those things where I was just like, things were fine. Yeah, they, they just they didn't do anything. They, they, didn't, didn't, they didn't reinvent the wheel. Again, I also just really hated the cut of yeah. the... I really hated the square cut up, up front mm-hmm. that then drastically dropped so that the back could have a swoop bang. <laughs> I was like, why? Why is it doing... This is not... I was like, who who made this? Yeah, it was not good. Um, it's like you gave your 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 sister the worst dress. Um, and then we get into the note session, and mm-hmm. the notes are very nice. Zoe Deschanel is the only person all season to give Jimbo a note. Yeah. Only person. I was so happy when she was like, I think this could have been more. I was like... Yeah. Well, it's also funny because I feel like Jimbo is the queen of more. Yeah, so. I, I mean, again, I think that this was not a. I think that in general, this just wasn't a strong week for Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think that again, had they wanted Jimbo to go home, yeah, or to pump this drama, yeah, I think they should have gone in a little bit on Jimbo. Yeah, they should probably. have been like, Jessica, you did a great job, but if you're not, there's only three of you, Jimbo. I'm disappointed. Yeah. And like actually given Candy a reason to say, do I go with track record or this challenge? Exactly. And I will also say that like, I don't know. To me, there is something very much about the look was not like we have seen some abysmal makeover challenges. I didn't, I don't think this was abysmal. No, I, it wasn't abysmal. It but wasn't, I also think that yeah. like, this is going to sound weird. I think that it's really hard to do an abysmal makeover yeah. challenge. If you're not making over, like, a 6'4 homophobic dude. Yeah. Like, all of the worst makeover challenges are the ones where they used to just, like, put a Craigslist ad up and, and any weird guy could walk in the building. Yeah. And they regularly got guys who were just actively homophobic yelling at people on Drag Race. Yeah. Like, until that happens... Because I also... I will say I think this is some of the, the worst makeup, makeup we've seen in a makeover challenge in a minute. Yeah. Like, it just... She didn't look good. It was not good. Um, And, like, Jimbo should have, like... And the problem is that Jimbo's makeup is designed for Jimbo's face. Yeah. And if you don't have a face similar enough to Jimbo's, it's just like, oh, the eyebrow is too small and the cheek is too round. True. But I will also say that the other thing that, like, I feel like Candy is a makeup artist. Yeah. And Jimbo and Jessica aren't. And yeah. That, but that is, and that is something to be said because I feel like someone, like, someone who has done makeup or has experience with makeup will do 10 times better in a makeover challenge than someone who's like, I know how to paint my face. Yeah. But I think, and I think that when you go on Drag Race, you have to just learn to paint everyone's face to a degree. And I think there's even just a level of like, we make fun of the Candy Muse blush, but Candy Muse is somebody who has mastered maximalism in her makeup to a degree where like, of course she was able to look at someone else's Mm -hmm. face and say, 
I know what works on my face because I know what works on faces. Yeah. Um, Anyway, should we move on to the lip think? Yeah. So the winner of this week's episode is Candy Candy Muse. And they basically are like, look, we know you're both going to vote for each other. So Candy's vote is going to be the deciding factor. Unless someone's like, you know what? I want to go home. Yeah. Unless someone gives up. Um, so we're just going to lip sync for funsies. Yeah. Um, and so the lip sync, the curtain starts rising and I had no idea who this was Mm -hmm. in the preview last week. The second I saw the silhouette this week, I went, Oh, Priyanka. Yeah. And I was so happy. Priyanka looked so good. They both looked great. I loved Candy's lip sync outfit as well. Yeah. They both looked incredible. This was a very good song. Mm -hmm. I immediately, the second this episode ended, I immediately put on the, I drove all night lip sync. Because I love that one. I even watched it again this morning. Like, it's so... Do you know what my favorite Priyanka lip sync is? Um, it was the Ali X song. I love... No. It started with a hello. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. where she, like... She's like... <laughs> yeah. Where she does, like, the dumb wave. She She's... does, like, a dumb wave and her eyes are just open. Like, yeah. it, I'm, I'm looking at the camera right now. Like, like it's so good. It's yeah. so funny. She's so good. Like, Priyanka, there's I've a lot of- I've doing a 180 on Priyanka, because I used to find her very, very- ve- Like, I found her talking heads very, very vexing. Which is wild to me, because I've- I truly- Priyanka and Lemon are- I think- One, I think Canada's- I think Canada 1 is genuinely one of the best seasons of Drag Race. Agreed. And it's, like, kind of never talked about, because it's the RuPaul list season. Yeah. And the judging is bananas. Yeah. But the queens are just so special. Yeah. I have loved Priyanka since she walked in the workroom. Priyanka, Amazing. Scarlet Bobo, amazing. Scarlet Bobo looks her a no-no, but we love. Um, I'll never forget Boa's verse. It lives in my head rent-free at all times. Um, Boa, incredible. Rita Baga, so fun. Jimbo, hi. Who? Jimbo. Who? Your mom. We all, uh, I think, uh, (laughs) Jimbo, I mean, Jimbo's fine, but like, we all have the same time, so use it better, maybe. Um, But like, yeah, Jim, Juice Box. Oh, yeah. I love Juice I I'm like, I have Juice Box merch. I've met Juice Box. When me and Michaela were going to DragCon, mm-hmm. I turned to her and I said, who do we want to make sure we meet? And she went, well, obviously Juice Box. Nice. Said, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> like, first queen out of her mouth. And I was like, yeah. Done. Sold. The best. Yeah. Um, like, love Juice. Um, but like, oh, Alone of Early. That was the name of that one. Yes. Queen. Um, uh, uh. Anastasia, like Anastasia, yeah. Tainomi, like everyone on. Who was Canada the queen one. that was like that? That uh, where's Pope when you need him? What? Uh, but were you shot? Anastasia. That was Anastasia. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Anastasia, because it's the episode she goes home in. Yeah. Um, but like I, I just such a good. It's such a good season, and Priyanka's such a correct winner of yeah. that season. Like she feels like fresh modern drag. Mm-hmm. She feels like she has such a like simple she has such a smart aesthetic when she came back as the winner for canada season two and her arms popped out and she had four arms and she went i won again i was like perfect incredible yeah no and but tonight she looked stunning um she definitely i couldn't tell if candy wanted to throw the lip sync so i think i know what happened okay what happened i'm actually so i thought there was a chance that priyanka was gonna lose this lip sync because she did something that almost always means you lose Mm mm-hmm this is a song that almost always has something happening over it. Mm-hmm. Oh my it god. It always has a harmony and a melody. We forgot to talk about the other lip sync. 
We talked about it a little bit. Did we? But um, yeah. So the the girl, the, all of the girls lip sync to a better mega mix than the Rue Blue mega mix. Right. And it was like, and well, I was gonna say is that they were fine, but the thing that I just wanted to say was that. Um, Cookie ended in a split, and it was yeah. amazing. Cookie ended in a split. Cookie and Candy had choreo, yeah. where they both got moments to shine. It was great. There was a point when it was clear that Cookie didn't know the words, and instead of Candy making her learn them, she just gave her the ability to put her hand over her mouth. Yeah. It was genius. It was great. Um, Anyways, back to this list. Yeah, so <laughs> there was something that happened. I think it's what kind of killed, Can- uh, kill- killed Candy's energy, was that she was doing the riffs over the song the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so she just literally had less things to move on. Yeah. Whereas Priyanka just did the block for the entire song, mm-hmm. which typically I've always said, you can turn into yourself into the backup dancer if you do that. Mm-hmm. And she just was so energized and yeah. so free and so like energetic mm-hmm. that she was like, I'm just going to like let everything out. Yeah. Although I will say that because Priyanka was the lip sync assassin, I was quite worried that we were saying goodbye to Jimbo. I mean, I think that they just knew that Jimbo, this was an episode Jimbo could go home yeah. on. Like, it's not like they were gonna, it's not like they were gonna vote. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's not like they were gonna imagine a different lip sync assassins in the building. And they're like, Candy voted for Jimbo. Cancel Dita, Dita Ritz and bring out Priyanka. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I will say the one person that I would have preferred over this would have been Simone. Yeah. I think that a Simone Candy lip sync, like, reunion. Yeah. I, the fact that Simone has not been a lip sync assassin is simply because she won the season that All-Star 7 is would have been paired with. Yeah. Um, and so there weren't lip sync assassins. But it would have been nice to see Simone at the same yeah. time. Priyanka is the first lip sync assassin to not be... A uh, a contestant mm-hmm. in a RuPaul season, mm-hmm. or even I think uh, I think she's the first international girly, right? No, Pangina. <gasps> Pangina, amazing. Yeah. I also think this is the first time that RuPaul learned who Priyanka was. Yeah, because he didn't go. I I I he didn't like go. What's her name or something? Like, yeah, he didn't do anything to catchphrase her because he has no idea who she is. I did. He was actually she, like, "What's her name?" Yeah, I do kind of love when she was like, "Oh, so this is what America looks like." Yeah, that was great. I was like, I was like, it was one of those moments where I was like, "Bring Priyanka back for an yeah. all winners." She is such a star. Well, here's what I'm wondering: if if Jimbo does win and they do another all winners, is it going to be a Jimbo v Priyanka? Versus the world. Fair enough. Jimbo and Priyanka versus the world. Yeah. No, Priyanka's literally, like, so talented that yeah. if she started hosting Canada in a few years, I'd be like, yeah, correct. Yeah, that makes sense. She's perfect. Yeah. Um, And anyway. you can't host a se- you can't host a season of Drag Race unless you bombed Snatch Game, mm-hmm. so she's really in the running. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Anyways, so Priyanka wins. She wipes the floor. She pulls two lipsticks out of her yeah. titty. She's like, I have two lipsticks. And RuPaul's like, oh my God. Should we, should we have thought about this beforehand? Probably. <laughs> I think it was definitely on purpose. It was definitely planned. Yeah. I, I don't know if they gave her lines or if Priyanka was just truly like, I'm fun. I can yeah. improvise. I'm a very charming and funny yeah. individual. I got this. Yeah. So that happens, um, and then... She drove all night to get there. Exactly, and then it goes back to Candy, and Candy picks Jessica, which, and Jessica goes and is now entered in the fame game, which really broke my heart. Oh, one other thing. Yes. The $10,000... They go to the fame game. Go to the fame game, which I love. Yeah. Which also tells us another thing, which is there's not a lip sync next week. Yeah. Um... 
But yeah, so Jessica's now in the fame game, mm-hmm. which I think is going to skew fame game voting. I do not know who's winning the fame I game. I don't know who's winning the I don't the know fame who I'm either. voting for for fame I, game. I think I know who I'm voting for in the fame game. Who do you think you're going to vote for? I think I'm going to vote for um, Darian Lake. I think I'm going to vote for Darian Lake. Um, but I also, I'm like, I, Lala Ree is, like, the fact that, like, Lala Ree is yeah. in there, the fact that James is in there, the fact yeah. that Jessica's in there. Yeah. Um, probably another person I care about. But no, the fact that, like, but also, like, Darian, but also, like, they've all done so well. Yeah. Like, the fame game is more interesting. And I, and I think that whoever wins, whether it be Candy, whether it be Jimbo, um, whether it be both of them, whether it be a double four hundred and sixty thousand dollars all given away by Wow on July twenty first, make it happen, Rue. I would think it was amazing, but like I truly think that whoever I wins always the want a double game is fun. actually going to kind of be the weird, like weirdly the true winner of the season. I do because wonder. It's so like. I, I couldn't tell you who's going to win the fame game. I do wonder if the fame game winner will be eligible to be a winner in an all-winner season mm-hmm. or not. Like, I wonder how we're going to treat the winner of the fame game um, just in general. Yeah. Um, but I think that that about wraps up everything I had to say about this episode. Same. So, time to go into everyone's favorite section. Jep Rudy! Okay, so we're actually going to be having a little special guest. Kayla's going to be coming back for she just Jep Rudy. Jep Rudy, and also she's going to give some opinions on the yeah, episode. We're going to chat a little bit more with Kayla, see how she's feeling, see yep. how she's doing. Mm-hmm. Say hi to mom. But also, we are going to be changing setups. So when we come back, we're going to be fun. We're going to have a friend. We're going to sound worse. Exactly. If Stay tuned. Are, we don't, have, technically, we don't know how this one sounds. If we recorded at all. Oh, fingers crossed. God, it's going to be so funny when you, when you and Austin check this tonight and there's just nothing on this oh, SD God. card. I, how do I stop it? You hit record again. Do you or do you hit pop the stop button? No, hit record again. All right, welcome back. We have a little guest. We have our toxic bestie. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? How's life? I'm good. I feel personally victimized by the launch of Threads this week as a social media manager, so it's been a week. What is, can you explain Threads to me? How is it going Same. to replace Twitter if you can't get porn there? I mean, I can't speak to whether or not porn is there. It might be already. I don't know. Um, But think of it as um, Twitter, but from Instagram. And it's the energy of TikTok. That's a lot. I don't want that. It's a lot of work. I, I think the thing about trying to make a new Twitter rather than making a new social media is like, I don't really need old twitter yeah i think it's okay to just let sleeping platforms die um so like trying to make new twitter is like okay it's just doing twitter i don't want either of these i i mean trust me i agree i think if i wasn't a social media manager i would care less <laughs> the truth that's, fair. that's fair that's fair if i didn't have to be there 
making noise, then I would maybe have a slightly different opinion. <laughs> but I will say I did kind of fall down a thread, like a bookshop threads um, rabbit hole the other day, and you're doing a very good job. Thank you. Causing chaos. For anyone that doesn't know, I am bookshop.org. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to dox you. <laughs> I mean, it's like not a secret that I'm the social media manager. I'll never forget when uh, I started getting things on TikTok that were like, book- bookshop.org, a friend of yours. And I was like, Oh, yeah, because it's probably linked to my phone I... number because I created the account. Mm. Yeah, I was like, how am I friends with a bookshop? And then I, and then I like, watched more of the content and went, oh, this is Kayla. It's me. Yeah, it's yeah. probably because I have your phone number and it's yeah. like, I think, because I, I set up the TikTok, it's probably connected to my phone number. I'm also friends with James Corden. So, uh, James Corden, today, Tonight Show. What? Um, randomly. And I'm like, what twink did I sleep with in New York? who works on The Tonight Show as their yeah, social media manager. Wait, Corden or... Um, Corden. Corden is here. What twink did I sleep with here who runs the social media for uh, James Corden's Tonight Show? Because The Tonight Show Anyway, I didn't mean to derail us on a social on a, media yeah. conversation. Anyways. <laughs> immediate, immediate derailment. Um, immediate, immediate. But... This is but what happens when Pop isn't around. What did I think of the episode? First things first, I thought it was a little weird to do a makeover challenge this late in the game, only because it's your your success in the challenge is partially reliant on someone else to some extent. So I think that when you're down to a final three felt a little bit weird. I also didn't love the idea of them still voting when they were down to a final three and putting all of that power in the hands of Candy. <laughs> Um, it just felt very it felt weird. Insane. I like, was like, why, why is this Candy's drag race? Life? Yeah, yeah, or doing some like I don't know, doing some sort of um alternative option there because we've never had we've never had that before. We've never had a top two. Been, yeah, yeah, we haven't had yeah. a top two in an All Stars like this. So the fact that it suddenly became like Candy's drag race in that last moment, it was like. Wow, that is a lot of power to put in her hands. Candy looks so upset that it's hers. Yeah, I, I like, she's like, I don't want to. I think she threw the lip sync, even though it was going to go to her she, anyway. I don't yeah. think she threw the lip sync. I think that like she did something. We talked about this uh, on the pod. I think that she was doing all of the overarching vocals mm. instead so of the block. Like... And, mm-hmm. So she just had a lot less to do. Yeah, because I... she didn't have beats to move on. And then I don't Bianca think she knew the words. Energy. I think at points she didn't know the word, and I'm like, it's jumping, jumping. I know. Yeah, the it's ladies, little ladies, ladies, she's just jumping, jumping. But I was because also... she was never doing the block part. She was always doing the ladies the stuff man at over, home. and that's all different. And they just kept showing those moments. I mean, Priyanka's yeah. also a great lip syncer and just like amazing energy. Like, so happy to see her on my screen as well. Like, what a joy mm-hmm. to see Priyanka. Yeah. But I did feel and... that Candy. Also, she just might like. I think they had a very long week, so Candy probably was so focused on everything else going on that, like, yeah. maybe she just, like, didn't think Girl about this. Yeah, like, like girlfriend girlfriend did the most in this episode, so, like, I'm not going to hate her on that. And she's a great performer. Like, to me, it's yeah. kind of funny because her lip sync with her, with Cookie was phenomenal. So yeah. it's like, obviously, yeah. she's a great lip syncer. She is. Um, this is probably her worst lip sync on the show, period. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, actually. 
Um, like, she's, but that's a very high bar. Mm-hmm. She also had a great episode, though, and, and I'm, like, the last person to apologize for Candy, because I will say, generally, I don't always agree with the times mm-hmm. that Candy is placed in the top, but this week, to me, she was just such a clear winner, and, like, yes. her relationship with Cookie was, like, really sweet. I just, like, loved their bond together and what she did with her, so, like, it, felt like it was a great episode for Candy. Cookie out. Yeah, yeah. Which was Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And the connection Um, to her mom. Oh, I love that. No, I'm actually, I do have one question before we like kind of get really into Jeopardy. Quick thing. Because you're both Jimbo stands. Um, The internet is very torn. And most people think that Candy should have, most people that I've seen want Candy to have eliminated Jimbo and are mad that Jessica went home. I think that Candy was listening to her alliance and also going on track record. Do you guys think Candy should have eliminated Jimbo? No. I will say I was really surprised. I I don't think she should have voted off Jimbo, but I thought she was going to in that final moment. And my jaw kind of did drop that it was Jessica. I love both so much. I love Jimbo. I yeah. love Jessica. And like my final thoughts on Jessica of this season is like, Wow, what a delight for the world to have gotten to know her this season and fallen in love with her. Because how could you, I don't know, how could you not have in a way? Like, Jessica's just so likable and fun. I I think Candy is chaotic and likes being messy, but I think she knew voting off Jimbo would have backfired even more. Especially with Jimbo's track record and it was the first time she was in the bottom I, I don't know. I don't know what she should have done necessarily. I think they should have done a different way of eliminating this episode. <laughs> do you think it would have been a more interesting episode? Do you think this season is more interesting if Jimbo gets eliminated in no. like a rug pool like this, though? I want the best to go to the end. I think at the end of the day, All Stars. We've seen what happens when uh, when life is not fair. When life is not fair, when uh, you self-eliminate and you're the top front runner of the season, and then a jury of your queers decides who goes to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like when All-Stars is, I don't know the best, but when an All-Star winner feels the most deserved is when it's kind of who, not deserves it, but who has done a good showing to some extent throughout the competition. It doesn't mean that they're always a front runner, front runner, but mm-hmm. like it feels good to see like the rightful winner win. And we don't like the years when that's not the case. So I think eliminating Jimbo would have felt like Manila, but 10 times worse. Cause it's this far in the competition, you know? Mm-hmm. I also just think that like, it's wild because def- literally all of the girls thought this was the final episode going into it, and then they were met with a maxi challenge. Yeah. Right. And a mini challenge, for that matter. I think that's just because they had a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we have we have a sponsor. David had to explain it all to me because I didn't know what was going on. I mean, it wasn't very interesting. They all looked great, though, I will say. Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting mini challenge i mean i thought it was a cute idea i just think it would have like been more fun if they were actually like doing something with it whether it be like we're gonna sell these at drag con or it's gonna be a limited edition bottle or whatever but the fact that it was you gotta pay more for that kind of sponsorship honey (laughs) no fair um at the end of the day it's them just giving them money so 
Jean sais pas. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was a cute mini challenge. And not even, like, just 2,500. Like, that's actually kind of small beans on this season. They win 5,000 for winning a challenge and 10,000 for winning a lip sync. Yeah. Yeah. And if Jimbo was the person lip syncing the week before them, they win 20,000 for winning a lip sync. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I have a question. If Jimbo didn't win and Candy didn't win, would then the fame game have been 20? Yeah. It 70K, almost, baby. It almost would have been better to win the fame game. I mean, I think it is better to win the fame game. Like I if think Je- the fame wait, game is the entire vibe. If Jessica wins the fame game, how much money has she won? Uh, she would If she wins the fame game, she will win $105,000. And you only... And how she much? won 35 k right. Winner's 200 k um, episode. So Winner's 200 this season. In theory. <laughs> is it 200 or is it 150 I thought it was 150 I don't know. I thought it was 200 it was 200 for all, so, uh, yeah, for Sasha, all winners. Sasha won 200. More. Sasha got 200, I think. The winner of All Stars 8 will receive $200,000. And Sasha Colby also received $200,000 because that's just how much they give now. There are bonuses and everything else, but yeah. I, I don't know how they all forgot this. Okay, so in theory, <laughs> the winner of the fame game, if it goes to Jessica could win just as much, if not more, or half of what she would have won had she won the actual season. Good for the show. They're finally... I'll never forget Alaska talking on Race Chaser about how when they announced the prize was $100,000, everyone was disappointed because the prize had gone up every year until that point. And Mm -hmm. it has... You know, minimum wage has been stagnant for years, and the prize money on Drag Race has been stagnant for seasons. Yeah, they'll win a $200,000. Nice. Good for them. Nice. But yeah, yeah. I do find but it... Like, int- yeah, Jessica will win a normal season's worth of money if she wins the fame game. Which would be amazing. I, mean, I love Jessica, so I'm like, throw money her way. I love that girl. Same. Yeah, I mean, Jessica. Jessica's going to get money from this season. Jessica is the winner of this season because she's the one who came out with a buttload of new yeah. fans. It makes me so happy. Like, yeah. I if there's anyone that I feel deserves it and I'm just, like, happy is getting that experience, Jessica just seems like such a delight and has yeah. been having the most fun this season. She, she's so been I'm really happy for her. Yeah. Same. Like, she's been very joyful to watch, so it's kind of fun to watch someone who's been having so much fun. I think this episode, actually, it was really cute to see the three of them because there was no actual... They were just all there having fun and supporting each other, which we haven't really seen this season. It was like the most fun the contestants have looked like they've had. By the time they got back in the workroom, I was truly like, I will never be happy with the outcome of this episode. Yeah. It was a lose-lose situation. Yeah. And I think that it was always going to... I think that like... I, the one thing I'll say about um, David talking about how it was designed to give Candy power is that I'm not sure that this episode was designed around the idea that Candy would win a makeover. No, like, it's not, it wasn't a sure thing, that's for sure. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think that Candy is, a, as we learned, a fantastic makeup artist and managed to paint Cookie to look like Nisha Lopez. Um <laughs> Which is, like, genuinely such a compliment because she's one of the prettiest girls on Drag Race. She looked stunning. Her cookie looked gorgeous. And, like, the way she styled her, she was just... She, like, did everything that you need to do to, like, proportionize someone. Like, 
the way the dress fit, the wig. She was just so tiny and petite. And, like, she looked stunning. She yeah. looked like an actual contestant. It was incredible to see. Yeah. And that's the thing. I wouldn't have guessed automatically that – it kind of felt like it could have been anyone's episode to some extent. Mm-hmm. So it didn't – it couldn't have just been a candy automatically. It's not like – like, Candy's previous makeover with Got Mick wasn't, like, famously – great or anything like it was good she was definitely top in that episode but she wasn't like they were never i mean i disagree with that one but that's just me (laughs) because i honestly was just i think you just haven't i think you haven't seen it in a second no i I, like went back and re-looked at it it's very good i mean i do kind of agree that the like the the tina burner owns flames of it all because because to me it's one of those things where it's like I, I don't know, just because putting Got Mick in the bodysuit just, like, didn't scream candy to me. And even when I've seen candy well, you also were... perform, it's always a flouncy dress. You you keep saying that. And truly, Candy has worn one flouncy dress in the history of Drag Race. But it's always, like, sexy. It. It's always, like, yeah. you know, like... It's the bodysuit was sexy. The bodysuit was not sexy. The bodysuit looked like Optimus Prime. Are you trying to say Optimus Prime is not sexy? Yes. If we're going to say that a, wow. a Transformer is sexy, of course it's going to be... Starscream. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Decepticon. <laughs> Who took the bump? Anyway, I, I would anyway. not have... <laughs> Kayla does I... not find Transformers sexy. Yeah, I could care less. <laughs> um... <laughs> not my not my not your vibe my thing not, not my vibe. vibe wait pope pope feel free to add in right here we're gonna give you a few seconds of silence to talk about how sexy you find transformers listen 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 okay you either understand that optimus prime can get it or you don't Okay, that was really interesting, Pope. Thank you. <laughs> I Pope, I never thought that that's the one that you'd find sexy. I'm I'm shocked. I'm not. <laughs> Kayla, are you other, okay, so- <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm shocked. Never even heard of them. Um, my other interesting thought on this episode was in American Drag Race, we have not really had a lot of lesbians on the show, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. That it was kind of the most conversation we've had about that like obviously we had victoria vicky scon um on uk and canada versus the world but besides that like maybe like a one-off yeah, but- makeover but not re- there's not really been any discussion in the workroom about that yeah we haven't had lesbians since season one and season one the makeover wasn't about being a very special episode at that point it was mostly like what's a challenge we can give these girls I don't know, make them make someone over. I don't know. Get out of my face. I'm doing a lot of blow right now. Um, that's my impression of uh, Merle Ginsburg. Um, <laughs> did she so do that? I thought that was I actually... Know, I no, I don't think so. I was just Merle seems really chill. She seems like a very yeah. uh, chill lady. If anything, weed. Like, she seems very yeah. nice. Merle seems like a nice lady. Uh, She's like your, no, your uh, nice aunt. As opposed to Michelle, who's I, your slutty I, aunt. Yeah. I loved when they were talking about um, the use of faggot versus the Diesler, because none of us are lesbians here, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, so I don't think we can say it. Um, I don't know if David has changed since yesterday. I mean, I often say that I feel like 
I am a lesbian by the music that I listen to and all of that, but, you know. And the media you consume. This is true. I've never seen an episode of Queer as Folk, seen every episode of The L Word, including the reboot. And listens to a podcast about The L Word. I do. I do. Pants is wonderful. Um, I think I, that's a I good love, place to I'm, leave off. <laughs> I was going to say, I love lesbians. I, I thought it was a very interesting conversation and one yeah. that has not been had in the workroom. And I feel Ever. like this season hasn't had a lot of these kind of workroom chats. If so, I haven't. The workroom really... chats have all been about like how, how dramatic and how many alliances we have. Apparently, Heidi spilled some tea that the producers had to tell the girls to chill it the fuck out because everyone was trying to cry every time anyone talked uh, in the workroom. I I hope that's true because that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Really Wait, that everyone was like, "It's a moment." Just starts poking themselves in the eye, being like, "I need some tears." Oh my god! Out of curiosity, do we call that the Alexis Michelle effect? <laughs> Could be. I mean, Kayla is the expert. Would you like as to as the expert on, the, on my husband, I, I think I think my husband at this point, not even my boyfriend. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like a lot. I'm not sure not to this point. I'm, you know, I have to say, I think that I kind of love that we are basically at the end of this podcast. Well, not podcast, the end of the season. And every episode, Kayla, you come up. Alexis Michelle comes up. Alexis Michelle isn't even in this episode. Well, yes, technically, in theory, she is in this episode. Her energy is always Her, there. But <laughs> She'll be in the next episode. Exactly. But the reoccurring theme is, is that. She'll be playing Kahana Montrese. <laughs> You know, I'm actually kind of disappointed because, like, I was seriously hoping that um, that um, Jessica was going to go into the workroom to, like, pack up. And then Rue was going to come on and be like, Jessica, the fame games are not what they seem. In actuality, like, there's going to be a bring back girl for for the four, uh, for the top four. You still can win. But, so, but at I this little... point, no. At I this know. point, no. I, <laughs> too, I will late. say that if the Fame Games were a bring back episode, the talent show was a bring back episode, and that was what they did, I would hate that. If I... they did it earlier on, I yeah. think I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But like, 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 like around the time they always, the time they always do a bring back. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like Kasha Davis comes back <laughs> in the bring back episode, and you're just like, I love Kasha. But she's shown nothing this season worthy of winning, and now she has to compete in the finale, and that's unhinged. I don't hate no, that. When they do a when they do a bring back earlier in the season, it can work. And oftentimes what happens is the girl that comes back has really only been gone for an episode or two yeah. for the most part. Yeah, like Eureka coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of those, Alyssa Edwards and All-Stars 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's oftentimes that narrative. I do like the idea of all of them doing their talent show as kind of one last showing of who they are before the voting. So I don't hate that idea. I don't I don't hate it, I will say. I, I feel like we've been waiting for it. I don't know if I love it, but I don't hate it. I think there's something really interesting to thinking that the finale is coming and being aware that you had to prepare a talent show number and just being... Like, I guess that was wasted. I guess I spent money making a track for no reason. Well, I mean, I think we can say this tea. David and I saw Alexis Michelle's cabaret show last week, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. 
And she sings the song that she sings in the episode. So we knew a talent show was coming, which is mm-hmm. why I thought it was going to be this week. And I thought she wasn't going home last yeah. week. And I was just like, and because she like kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudged about that she sings the song in the talent yeah. show. And I was like, where is this talent show? Like, Same. funny that the season's over. Like, maybe like we misunderstood what she was saying. But now I'm like, oh, OK, OK, OK. We're going to yeah. see it next week. Mm-hmm. I I'm excited. I think it'll be very fun. I was I was immediately like, once they announced that the money was going into the fame game. I went cool. There is not going to be a bring back episode then. Yeah, there's not going to be a lip sync to come back well, now, at the end of the talent show. It's so late. I know. So but like, it, Drag Race does dumb things. Sometimes. But next week is not the finale. No. Still, no. We have a a talent show for the fame game. I hope it's also My, a reunion. I heard. I mean, I also have heard that the actual finale is going to be the talent show portions for Candy and Jimbo. Oh, and so they're going to save performing. them. Okay. Yeah. I Why not? like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. I thought you were going to say, oh, I heard that the talent show, like, that the finale was going to be live and we actually, and they don't even know who, like, I mean, I know they don't know who won, but like that they were actually going to do it live. I think. So I think there's probably a chance they have no idea who won. Um, like I think there's no. a, there's Joe. a strong chance that like they think there's a they oh, think there's a high possibility back. of Jimbo. Repeat what you just said. I think that there's a high likelihood they genuinely don't know who won. Um, like I think there's a chance they're like it could, it's probably Jimbo, but truly anything can happen. Again, I'm rooting for a double win, and I want them to give away. $470,000 at the end <laughs> on my birthday. I want 70 or no, it's 60K. Some dreams cannot be. 60K to the fame game girl, $200,000 each, two shitty scepters, two ugly crowns. Let's go. Um, I have a question. Is that money before or after taxes? Uh, it doesn't matter if you're sharing needles. Um, <laughs> And speaking of that fun fact about Drag Wait, do we need to bleep that name? Okay. Okay. Speaking about fun facts about Drag Race, I think it's time for everyone's favorite section. Jeopardy! Hello, I'm Alana Trubeck, and we are back at Jeopardy. Today's contestants, we have Jolie and Kayla Kleinman, who will be playing for Stephen Pope. I'm just a single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids and never stops. Isn't that the theme song to Reba? No, it's about my life, David. I thought we knew each other by now. Okay, Reba. I mean, Alana. (laughs) See, you know David. You don't know Alana. You don't know her. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. Where were we? Let me pull up the points so we can refresh the audience as to where we are point-wise. We are at Joe 26, Pope 21. Um, now, before we go into it, do we we can either keep our same noises or we can change them up. So, Joe, what is your noise? Rukukukuku. Kayla, what is your noise? Bling. Excellent. All right. First question. <laughs> Two drag queens have brought back characters that they created on Drag Race. Who are the two queens and who are the two characters? Bling. Kayla. 
It is Alaska with little pound cake and Roxy Andrews with Tasha salad. Not who I was looking for, but um, Both there, there is one more. So I will give you those. I points. mean, yes. I mean, Kayla, do you want to say what the final one is? Because I'm sure you know it. Do I know it? I know it. You can take it. I'm not thinking. <laughs> oh, um, Jimbo. Correct. With, I was counting uh, Baloney Man. The cum ghost. It's Casper. The cum ghost. Okay. Right. I didn't know if that counted. Okay. It does. <laughs> I'm right. also going to say um, Manila Luzon as Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're you not each, wrong. You each get a point for that one. Okay. Um, so previously we talked about queens who did a lot of lip syncs. Okay, which two queens have the most in Drag Race history, everything, and how many times has it been? Lip syncs we're talking about? Lip syncs? Yes. Bling. Kayla. Is number one uh, Bosco one of them? No. No? Rukukukuku uh, is Silky one of yes. them. Yes. Uh, the numbers. How many times has it been? I, I have an... Um, Silky has lip synced nine times? Nope. What? Mm-mm. I thought she had seven wins. Mm-mm. This is total lip syncs. Ten! She's lip synced ten times. Nope. Because she because she has seven wins and three losses. It's not ten, it's higher. How is it eleven? It's not eleven. What is her eleven? Li- Counting the finales, too? Mm-hmm. Even counting finales, she lips. She has seven wins, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, she has, and then she has. She lost to Eureka one. She lost. She has twelve because she lost twice in Canada, and she lost once to Eureka, and she lost once to Evie, and she it's lost one more. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's more thirteen. It's fourteen. It's thirteen. Fourteen. Yes, these two queens have fourteen lip syncs. So Wait. do you know who the second queen is? Wait, what? Yep. Silky has lip synced 14 times? Yep, and another queen has two. That, I don't think that's accurate. Are you forgetting when she was lip sync assassin? I'm not. I'm just saying, I don't think she's lip synced seven more times than her extra special episode. She lip synced four times on Canada V the World. Once as a lip sync assassin, and she lost... I'm just going by the facts that I found. <laughs> who else? Who else could have lip sync fourteen times? I don't like that. That makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> the idea of someone lip syncing fourteen times is sad. Is it Juju B? No. Kayla, you're next. It has to be someone that's. It has to be someone that's been on more than one season. How? Sorry, this is still very upsetting to me. Everything that I'm finding, it says Silky holds the record for most lip syncs across seasons with 14 lip syncs. Oh. But there's someone else that also has 14? Yes. We're just like actually trying to break this down. I'm just like thinking about people who lip sync. There's someone who's listening to this thinking that we are idiots right now. (laughs) Um, It's not not like Coco or Alyssa, right? Nope. I don't have enough. It's not Detox. I'm surprised you've not figured this one out yet because to me it's like. The, when I if I tell you who it is, you're gonna be like, "Oh, fuck right." Maybe I won't be like that. Maybe I'll have forgotten this queen exists. 
Um, maybe I'm a very dumb little dumb dumb. Raja? No. no. Raja O'Hara hasn't. She's been on multiple seasons, but not. Yeah. Yeah, that was a smart guess because she's been on a lot. Um, and she like had some really good lip syncs. Okay, I'm giving up. Tapping out. Trinity. The Tuck? I don't sense. know. It makes <laughs> sense, <laughs> not but really it's not that, that obvious. Really? I, I, I wouldn't call it is. obvious. 14? Can you name a single memorable Trinity lip sync? Oh, the like old person one, but not in a good way. Yeah. yeah like like the memorable ones are like the two old person ones. And I like I like Trinity a lot. Eyes. I like Trinity a lot too, is a thing. Like as a drag queen, I love her. Yeah. So I, I guess because with winners. Li- yeah. I just don't think of her lip syncing that much because I find her lip syncing style to be like I think she has a little too much plastic surgery, so her face doesn't move in the way that I want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't. Oh, her she fault. had the good one to peanut butter. That was one good one because she had her. That was actually a good one because she had the. My butt favorite shake. moment of that lip sync is Pheromone going. I hope Trinity does the butt shake. <laughs> yeah, she did the butt shake. <laughs> That's why I remember it. Um, okay, I guess it does make okay. sense, but she's that not very memorable. Silky so still feels wild to me. Um, I feel like there's not seven more times she lip synced and didn't win. Like, that's Apparently the thing that is. I keep going back to, is that she has seven wins, which means that there are seven more lip syncs, and I do not know where they are. And she didn't lip sync a lot in her original season. I will the first find time them, and I will sync to Nina. Yeah. She only lip syncs once in her original season. It's a loss. She li- finale. She loses finale two. as well. Yeah, that's the one time she loses. No. So she uh, loses a lip sync. She won against Nina West. Yes, but... We, we, she has seven wins, and we need seven losses. Because it's 14. Um, Wait, did you count? I didn't know uh, that the seven counted. Did you also count all of the ones? Um, we can look this up later. All-stars. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We can look this up later. This is not very interesting. Those are all wins. Sorry. I'm, I'm fascinated, but I'm a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I... I pissed because i lost my other question but i have another question that i do know the answer to quite frankly off the top of my head um i don't know if you guys will but that is okay we're gonna play we're gonna play this game anyways kayla that is how the game works um kayla you have a job with bookshop.org so i'm gonna ask a book question what What are the names of rupaul's three books um, Rukukukuku. Go. Guru. Mm-hmm. Isn't there, like, the RuPaul lookbook? No. I might only, I might only know Guru. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of any RuPaul catchphrase. Is there an Everybody Say Love book? No. It's like, How to Love Yourself? No. I don't know. That's basically Guru. I don't know the title of any of them. Guros. Do you both give up? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is less interesting than figuring out how many lip syncs he's done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that fascinating. This, nah. You're like this, whatever. It's a stupid piece of trivia. Because <laughs> reading is what? Something I never learned to do. <laughs> we need to get you on Hooked on Phonics. Um, we need to get you I mean, a Dolly I, Parton. You know, I, am lis- I am listening to the... Uh, Don't fuck it the- up. And don't fuck it up, which is the uh, oral history of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm is act- that the one that Ru's pissed about because he doesn't get money from it? No, that's in his own words. 
What's in his own words? So in his own words um, is basically just like a pocketbook of um, just quotes from RuPaul. So basically like, someone just kind of... It's like of, an unofficial... Yeah, like how exactly. there's Taylor's books like that, but Taylor doesn't make any money from them. Exactly. So, and she's going to re-release those exact books as Taylor's versions. Yes. <laughs> I love when everyone thought that Taylor Swift had an autobiography coming out, and I was like... What? Don't she even got- get me started. That was the most fun day of work ever. Ever, ever, ever. The work slack was popping on that day and i had to explain it to everyone because no one is as chronically online as i am at that company (laughs) anyways the name of the other two are working it out rupaul's guide to life liberty and the pursuit of style and letting it all hang out yeah i never would have gotten that (laughs) yeah you we i could have guessed book titles for a thousand years you are. I, it would have been like monkeys typing up, typewriters making Romeo and Juliet eventually getting, letting it all hang out. <laughs> I'm so, and also, do you know the best part is, um, RuPaul hates that book because I think she was either like not in a good headspace when she wrote it, or it's like quasi ghost written. So she like doesn't accept that that book exists. Well, Michelle wrote that book and then published it under Ru's name. Um, actually, Merle Ginsburg I think helped her with the second one working it out that's why michelle doesn't accept that book as being real (laughs) basically the only book that we're accepting as canon is guru which you got so i I got that book so i got that point you get that point um you also got uh a point for the other one so we are at pope 22 joe 29 i tried pope i tried pope's at 22 I got, I got something for you, Pope. I did, I did something. (laughs) I'm sorry that my last question just beefed. I had it, it was a good one too, because I, when I find them, I usually like screenshot them and I save them in a thing and I just couldn't find that one. I was like, what the fuck did I do with it? It'll roll over to next week. Also, much like prize money. Just saying, 29 in my last two weeks of being 29 Uh feels like fate. Wow. Uh, But before we get going, Kayla, I think it's finally time. Please open, open the door, step inside to the toxic fan space. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You get 30 seconds to say anything you want about any piece of drag race ever. You can say anything. Nothing is off limits. We will not interrupt you. You have 30 seconds. You have, Are you ready? A, I need a second. I need a second. I need to just think what like, I want to talk on. Close your eyes. Breathe in deep. Think about something that grinds your bones. That has to do with drag race. I'm like, what are my controversial drag race opinions? It doesn't have to be controversial. Like, last this episode, I we both went to the toxic fan space. And David had the controversial opinion that Jimbo did pretty good in the makeover challenge. But I had the very normal opinion that Jimbo... Did like a not very good makeover this week. I said she did and good. Could have been in the I bottom didn't say in any she did episode. Great. I said okay. she did fine. I think. I said that there were no. To me, there were no losers in this episode. Okay. I miss the old days of a homophobic guy being forced to go on the show and throwing up on stage. <laughs> Wait, do you know wow, that wow. I know the that I know someone who got married in that episode? Are they still married? Yeah. To the same person. Yeah, they have a daughter. <laughs> 
Good for them. I know. Was it Bianca's? Was it Bianca's boy? It was the goth couple. Oh, oh he seemed cool. He seemed really cool. They were like the best couple in that episode. Yeah, um, like one of the couples seemed like it was a green card marriage, <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. But yeah, they're Kayla. still married okay, and Entering they're the very happy. Fan zone in three, two, one, now. I think a makeover episode is a terrible idea for an episode this late in the game because so much of their success is reliant on their partner, their partner's body size, their partner's fashion sense, what their partner is comfortable doing, and that is unfair to them. I also think I love a makeover challenge, but it's kind of ridiculous because they have to use what they brought, and it's not really a design challenge, but if they don't have anything good that fits their partner, then they're kind of screwed out of the game and can't do what they need to do, so it's not a good challenge this late in the game. Brilliant. There Bringing it back to the episode. We love, we stand. I actually do appreciate that in this episode, Michelle went, it doesn't fit perfectly, but it is what it is. Yeah. I thought it was a good acknowledgement that like, it, this is not a design challenge and you are not a designer. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's not a design challenge. Like, yeah, they all clearly it's a vibes brought challenge. this thing and then have to fit it to their partner. I mean, I kind of agree with you, Joe, that I think Jimbo did like a fine job. I thought that Jimbo's makeup was just lacking on, like, I thought that Jimbo's makeup didn't fit the face he put it on, um, to a degree that I was like, oh, I wish you had, like, looked at her face and gone, she has much bigger cheeks than I do. Jimbo's not a makeup artist, yeah. thing of blush, it's gonna look weird. It's where you could see Candy's skill, that's for sure. Yeah. Candy looked, Candy truly was like, I'm going to paint your face to the best version of your face. That still is reminiscent of my face. Mm-hmm. Is Candy? Did Candy ever have a background as a makeup artist? Gottmik talks about how Candy's like a really fantastic makeup artist, but I, don't I would think say like you. Professionally yeah. it's very cool to see because I don't think I've ever given Candy enough credit before this episode, and then seeing Candy paint someone else to that incredible ability was like actually really cool because Candy yeah. just did a phenomenal I always job. Think of, I always think of this shot that Candy did on her social media. For the the little black dress look, where it was her face covered in like the paint, but the the face itself was like stunning, and I'm like, yeah, Candy knows how to paint a face. She just, I think, on her original and like this season, the blush has been so much, but like the stuff she's painting around the blush is also great. Yeah, the blush it's wouldn't like... work if she wasn't beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But we don't want to keep you too much longer, Kayla, because it's a billion degrees in New York and you probably want to go outside. So do you have anything you want to plug? Um, Come follow me personally on Instagram at Kayla Kleinman. I guess I'm on threads there too, but not really doing much there because I'm doing so much for work. Um, Buy books from bookshop.org this week. We're doing something cool. So you can buy one of Rue's books on bookshop.org and support local bookstores or buy the oral you want to read. or buy the oral history. Uh, I will say the oral history is actually really phenomenal. It's very good. Um, if you are a drag race fan, uh, it's very enjoyable. So you can buy that instead. <laughs> yes. Buy wow. your books from bookshop.org. And Not a sponsored post, but us? we love them. And if you want to follow any of us, David is at David J. Gorin. Stephen Pope, who uh, hopefully appeared in this episode in Random Voices of God, is at Stephen J. Uh, Pearl Hobbit Pope, at Stephen J. Pope. <laughs> and then I'm at Joe Lee Green Giant. And you can follow this podcast at This Toxic Fandom. Make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you have a fun fact, please DM it to me personally. 
Um, and I will use it as a question in Jeopardy one week. And if you liked us, tell a friend. If you really liked us, tell a friend with benefits. And if you thought we were just, you know, okay, tell someone that you gave a shitty makeover to. And like, that's very serious. Word of mouth is really important to podcasts like ours, and we would really appreciate it. And until next time, Kayla, this is your line. Oh, me? Oh my God, I forgot. (laughs) Stay toxic. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. We did it. (laughs) It's so good. We did it, Joe. We made a podcast. We did it.